And here we are for episode number three of Fortitude Fitness with Coach Sean Casto and Coach Alan Reed. And we've got a special guest for you today. It is Alan Carson out of the UK with us. So Alan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and we're basically going to pick your brain on fitness and nutrition. Uh, Alan has uh, had a lot of success doing bodybuilding and he's had quite a journey and we're looking to share that with you today. So why don't you go ahead and uh, kick it off, buddy? Cool. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm Alan. Um, I'm 32 years old. I had to think about that then. Uh, from the UK. And like John's been saying, I've been doing some bodybuilding and physique competitions. I also work as a personal trainer and fitness coach as well. And yeah, I've been been doing okay recently. And yeah, it's a pleasure to come on the show and hopefully share any insights I've got with nutrition, health, fitness, anything really. Yeah, man. So what you, you've had some ups and downs from what I've seen from your posts and, and everything you shared. Uh, why don't you go ahead and first tell us about what first got you into fitness and, and more importantly, like the bodybuilding side of it. Cause obviously that's kind of a extreme of, of fitness, you know, for a lot, a lot of people, uh, just, you know, share your story. Cool. So I have to go back to like when I was 15, <laughs> that's when I got into bodybuilding. I was, um, I think I was inspired by a lot of the films that we watched from the children, like growing up through the eighties and nineties. So it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's Stallone, it's Claude Van Damme, it's all these guys. And I don't know how I how I decided I wanted to, to get into it, but I did. And it ended up just going down to Argos, which is like a local, um, like a, a shop, a catalogue store. And I got a weight set in my garage and I persuaded my mum and dad to clear some space for me. And I just went into the garage and did the programme that came with the, weight, the, um, the weights. And uh, then that progressed into a multi-gym in my garage, um, which I eventually outgrew as well. Um, and then by the time I was 18, I kind of hit a little bit of a, well, you know, you find certain things, shall we say, when you're around that age, including drinking and other things and women. And I kind of went off the rails a little bit. I think a lot of people do. Um, and the bodybuilding kind of took a bit of a back burner for a while. Um, but I was always interested in it. And when I calmed down a little bit in my early 20s, I got back into it. I got into the fitness industry. I started working in a gym. And, um, yeah, I really wanted to, to focus on putting on a lot of size. And I did it wrong. I did it the wrong way. I, I did the classic bulk up, eat everything in sight. And um, I put on a lot of weight and I got very strong. But I didn't look that great. Um but at that point, I never aspired to kind of compete because the idea of, you know, having a wax and getting a spray tan and putting a thumb on, at the time, I was just like, mm, that's not for me. I, I can appreciate it, but it's just not for me. Um, and so it was kind of like a hobby, really, for a while. I just enjoyed getting stronger. I enjoyed learning about the science of it and the nutrition side. But it, it, that was as far as it went, really. Um and then in 2011, I think it was, one of my um, students, because I used to teach um, personal trainers at the European Institute of Fitness, and he was um, he was asking me why I don't compete. He said you do really well. He said you've got a great you've got great potential there. 
And that was the first time really someone had sort of encouraged me. And I don't think, you know, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have competed because um, it, sometimes it takes someone else seeing something in somebody, you know, almost like believing in you before you can believe in yourself, if that makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, um, I got into competing. And I did my first show in last year. It was only last year. It seems like ages ago because I've done seven shows, but it was only last year. <laughs> wow, dude. I, from, from seeing all the posts and stuff, I would think that you've been competing for fucking years, man, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that. But when I compete, they're like, how is this your first show? But I think I'd got so... I'd got ready to compete before I even knew I wanted to compete, if that makes any sense. Um because uh, I've been training so hard for so long, I had a good base there ready. So when I got myself in, in show condition, it actually, it was difficult, but it wasn't, I wasn't starting from scratch, if we should say that. So what, what's it been like, like for your last couple shows? Sorry, I missed that bit. Say that again. Broke up. What's it been like for your, like your last couple shows? How's that been since your first one? What's been different? Uh, the last few shows, did you say? Yep, last few shows. Yeah, um, I think when it's when it was my first show, I was just really so nervous about getting on stage. Um, like the anxiety levels backstage before I walked out because it was at the O2 Arena in London for WBFF last year, and it's a big show and the music's really loud and the lights are really bright and it's just. It's almost like a nightclub on stage, and you're the one you're the one everyone's looking at. Um, so I think the nerves is the big thing that's changed because the more shows I've done, the more comfortable, if it, if you can say it's comfortable, um, you know, getting in a pair of pants and standing in front of people, it gets it gets easier. So I think that's the main thing, and also learning my body, so knowing, you know how I need to dial in to come up to shows in terms of the nutrition and training. Every show is a lesson and you can always take something away that you did well and always take something away that you could do better next time. So I think it's, it's those things really. It's the, the confidence and also the, the knowledge that you get by actually doing something. Yeah. What's been the highs and lows you've had over your, your journey in bodybuilding? Um, well, the highs this year of, Managed to do really well. I've won the the UK UP um, model over eighty British Championships, so I was really happy with that. Um, I've also qualified for another federation to compete in the finals next year. I've had a really solid year, but if I was to think back, say twelve months, um, you've probably seen. I did a post on Facebook how I um, was suffering from depression, and this. Um, this post got like a thousand likes or something and 300 shares and my post never, people were just, you know, you might get 20 likes or something, but for some reason it resonated with a lot of people. Um, yeah. So last year I kind of hit a, a depression is the only way I can describe it. And I didn't want to go to the gym. Uh, I didn't want to eat properly. Some days I wanted to eat everything. Some days I didn't want to eat at all. Um, and some days I just felt empty sad, lost. It's really weird. It was not a nice thing to go through. Um, 
and I obviously put on some weight as well because of that because I wasn't in the gym and I wasn't burning the calories and I was eating the wrong stuff um so I ended up for this for this year I, I started my dieting at 219 pounds you guys work in pounds in the states right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always work in pounds anyway. It's just the easiest uh, way to do it. It's um, the most measurable thing, I think. But yeah, um, so I was 219 pounds. So that's quite big for me. I mean, if you think uh, on stage, I'll, I'll be about 185. So I had a lot of weight to lose. Um, but yeah, that was that's some of the highs and lows. The, the depression was, was crazy. Um, I'd, I'd felt, you know, times where you felt a bit a l- bit low and a bit sad, but this was full-scale depression, and now I can really, I can empathise with people who who have depression and people just tell them just to, like, um, what do they say? Just, like, pull yourself together and all that sort of stuff. It's probably the worst thing you could say <laughs> to someone who's actually suffering from depression because it just adds to the guilt because they already feel guilty. They're not functioning properly. Um but yeah, so that's some of the highs and lows in, in the year I've competed already. To be honest, man, when you put that post up, I think, you, I think we connected on that. Like I, I'd gone through something kind of similar to myself. Like when I, uh, when I opened my gym, I basically was like basically failing with it for the first eight months and I drove myself into a massive amount of debt. I just ended a a terrible, like terrible breakup right as I signed the lease to my gym and everything. So I had all this shit on the back of my mind and Mm. I stopped working out for like five months and I was a gym owner, you know, it was kind of crazy, but uh, I actually used my physique competition as my kind of launch pad to, to get myself back together inside and out, you know, and, and I shared, I put that out there and it held me more accountable. So like when you put that post up, that spoke to me so much. And I think that's it's, that's, it's something that I think a lot of people go through in different different ways, you know, and it's just not spoken about or the, there's just no awareness around it, right? So, yeah. like, I think that's why, what what did what did working out again do for you to help with that? It gave me a focus. <clears throat> um, I got to the point where I just didn't know, like, what I wanted out of life. Um... I didn't really care. I just almost felt nothing. And even just going to, even just setting myself a goal of like three days a week going to the gym to do 30 minutes, 40 minutes, it almost, that was where I had to start from, literally just to start functioning again. Um, you know, a bit of cardio, a little bit of weights just to get myself back into it. And it's almost like that was my purpose <laughs> for a little while. Just literally functioning, like eating properly, sleeping, and exercising. Yeah. Um, I had to start from there, and and once I did that, it did help a lot. Um, and as soon as I started to track, because I like to track my weights that I lift, it's almost like it's a little bit more motivation to go because this week I'm going to try and squat, you know, a hundred kilos or two hundred twenty pounds or whatever. Next week I'm going to try and do a little bit more. So it almost. <laughs> Became like a little a little kid, just um, focused on the gym. And that was it. <laughs> and and in the meantime, um, you had all the chemical reactions going on, obviously in your favor too, just by working out and lifting weights and 
everything else good that comes along, you know, the health benefits too, right? Mm, yeah, definitely mentally as well. I actually found cardio to be quite good. Um, really? Yeah. How so? Uh, just there's a, there's a reservoir near us. It's like a big lake. And it will be days where I'll just drive there and just literally run and walk around the lake. And I'll get some fresh air and I'll just get some time away. And just the water as well. I think just being in nature and getting that cardiovascular system going and a few endorphins going around the body just was good for me. Yeah. So you, you probably say that yeah. any guys listening to this that are just kind of in a mental funk, just probably getting moving is, is the best thing they can do, right? Yeah, definitely. Even if you don't feel like it. I mean, there will be times where you, you're possibly so burned out that exercising hardcore is probably the worst thing you can do. But if you, you know, if you're like, as you say, in a mental funk, just get out, get some exercise done, just get moving, even if you don't feel like it. Because once you start, you will, it feels good. Alan, have you done any sort of meditating or anything like that? Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. Did you find that helps? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially with the depression. Yeah. Because... Like depression, I think it's so misunderstood, and I don't think I think it's really hard to pinpoint one cause of it. But for sure, there's thoughts involved, okay. And if you look at like um, cognitive behavioural therapy, the thoughts then lead to feelings, which then lead to you behaving a certain way. So, yeah, meditating, like just calming my mind and just focusing on the breath, literally just breathing meditation, um, it helps you to actually become conscious of what you're thinking about if that makes sense because yeah. we have so many thoughts every day and if they go unchecked and there's a lot of shit in there it's going to make you feel like shit 100%. And, and I actually actually had some hypnotherapy I went to see a hypnotherapist who helped me to uncover some of these thoughts and also some of the beliefs that I had that were leading to these feelings of depression so um I think the whole mindset side of it, whether it's meditation, hypnosis, you know, even even religion. Like if if someone's, for example, I've got a friend who's a Buddhist, and and they teach some profound things, you know. Yeah. So and, and then that's the, like a and then the end result is what you see on the outside, right? Yeah. yeah cool. Definitely. Well, thank you for sharing that, dude. I appreciate that. I'm sure. Uh, sure a lot of guys listening to this are going to resonate with that and it's probably an area they haven't really looked inward at themselves you know i think it's amazing and, and literally because um i've kind of had my issues myself as john has as well um and it's been amazing that in the kind of because I, I went through a real bad patch about six or seven years ago and nobody would ever talk about it then Whereas it's amazing i found in the last two years people have opened up so much more about these kind of things which is you know which is awesome people should be able to talk about it right Definitely. So, yeah, awesome. Well, one of the things that we kind of want to really uh, delve into is, as we said, we're not kind of asking our questions. We want to kind of ask the questions that people who are kind of stuck or have never really got into bodybuilding before want to know. So we thought that kind of one of the very basic questions would be, would be where do most guys go wrong when it comes to losing fat or building muscle? Okay. Um, well, if I think back to what I used to do wrong myself... I think it's probably quite common for 
a lot of people to be doing the same things. One of them was to um, to try to put on too much muscle too quickly, um, which ends up just being fat. There's only so much muscle tissue that someone can accumulate um, in a certain amount of time. So if someone go if someone puts two stone on in like a month and a half or two months, you, you're guaranteed that most of that isn't muscle. Yeah. And um, and that's what I did when I first started working in the gym. I had my Arnold Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, and I'd be like following that program and programs out of Flex Magazine. This is a, this is a, probably the second point I'll make. Is trying to follow a program um, by a professional bodybuilder who is using steroids. That that same program for someone who's twenty one years old. <laughs> Um, doesn't work because because I tried it and um, I just I was eating so much that I felt ill I felt sick I put on loads and loads of weight but like you say I didn't look good when I looked at myself I just looked bulky yeah. now if that's a look that somebody wants they want to look like you know, like a powerlifter or a wrestler then you know eat loads and train loads <laughs> yeah. um, but if you want to sculpt a which I, I think is important to have that nice aesthetic look um, that's pleasing to the eye, then take things slowly um, and, and don't try to go anywhere too fast. You know, if you try and get places in a hurry, you end up going backwards. Yeah. What about when it comes to putting on, or, or I'm sorry, uh, shedding fat in cardio? I know a lot of guys, like I have my own personal beliefs about how to, how to strip fat off using cardio to supplement your strength training, your diet. What do you where do you see a lot of guys approach it the wrong way and what do you recommend? I think in my experience, most people are fine with training, like they like lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, some people even like doing cardio, but the thing I think people like as well is food. And sometimes the like for certain foods and you know, I call them hyper palatable foods. Mm-hmm. So your foods that people like to eat on their cheap meals, yeah. it's overdone, and they can yeah. kind of go they go back at the, backwards at the weekend. They might have a really good week, you know. This is this is what I found. Me and my clients, people do well in the week. They train hard. They eat well. Um, they lose fat, and then comes the weekend, and it's this treat mentality. Um, so I think it's kind of maybe a bit mindset rather than. Um, because the mindset is obviously leading to what happens. Yeah. So that's that's what I found. Alan, from your own training point of view, at what point do you go completely strict on your diet pre pre competition? Is it like twelve weeks out or? I I mean, well, if you asked me that question last year, I would have said right from the from the day I know I'm doing show. Okay. I'm like it, so it could be as far as three months, four months out. I'm literally just going to be quite regimented with things. Yeah. Um, but I found my willpower. I, I consider willpower like a muscle. Okay, so you use your willpower and it gets stronger. But just like when you're trying to lift and lift and lift and lift, your willpower actually needs a break. <laughs> and um, and sometimes that was last year. I just you know would break and I'd go and eat a load of rubbish. Um, and then obviously. It'll be a cycle of binge and then restrict. But my answer to the question now, when do I get really strict? 
I work with a lot of recipes. Part of my business that my wife and I run, FitPro Recipes, we make recipe books for trainers and things. So we know that clients need tasty food. And if the, if the food is tasty, as long as it's getting the right amount of carbohydrates and fats and proteins for, for my diet, then I don't consider it to be strict. And I think this is the most important thing for anyone listening to this. Long term, you have to enjoy your food. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're sitting there eating chicken and broccoli five times a day, like it, you will get in shape, but you'll be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> And there's no need. <laughs> there's no need. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, maybe in the last few weeks, like three to four weeks, I will start using less sauces and less seasonings and things will be really dialed in. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to if the scales are moving in the right direction and the, the skin fold calipers, they're moving in the right direction and I'm enjoying my food, there's no need to make things, you know, unbearable. Yeah. So... What do you? What are your take on? What's your take on? You know, protein, fat, carb intake. Do you, do you look at it as like a person to person? You know, based on body type, or because there's a lot of a lot of misinformation around how much protein we need, high fat, low fat, high carb, low carb. Like, what what would you? What are your overall pieces of advice you have for just your average guy out there that's just trying to lean out and get active? I would say you have to. Find something that works for you. Um, I could show you a guy who's got in ridiculous shape um, using a ketogenic diet, where he's eating, you know, 300 grams of fat a day, and and you know, moderate protein and no carbs, and he's got in really good shape, and he enjoys eating that. I could show you someone who's on a low fat diet who's eating loads of carbs, who's also looking unbelievable. So it's consistency, right? Just sticking with what you're doing. Yeah, and it's, it's finding like what's enjoyable for you. Because if someone doesn't really like eating lots of fat, and they don't like the way it, you know, it tastes and the texture and what have you, they're not going to do well on a ketogenic diet because they're going to be miserable. And if someone really likes carbohydrates, and they really like exercising intensely and frequently, they're going to struggle if they're not having any carbohydrates. So... Um, my personal approach is I'll I'll eat my carbohydrates to fuel my my training sessions and to recover from them. Um, I love carbohydrates. I can easily overeat them (laughs) because if I eat a high-carb, really high-carb diet, I get really hungry. And that's fine if I'm I'm really blasting my training a lot. Um, But when I'm trying to lose weight into a competition, I have to look at my day and think, when is the time in the day when I'm most likely to sort of crave carbohydrates? And for me, it is after training in, in the evening. So I structure my day usually with a, a lower carb breakfast. Um, and then my meals during the day gradually creep up in carbs, especially after training in the evening. And that for me is the best way for me to hit my macronutrient targets. How long did it take you to find what works for you? Because I think a, a lot of guys think they're going to find the magical plan and it's just going to start out day one perfect. Ah, oh, it's, it's taken me, it's taken me years. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it could be a lot, it could have been a lot quicker if I'd been serious about it. Yeah. I would say it's only really taken me a couple of years 
of seriously trying things. So I've tried all kinds of things. I've tried, um, you know, really low fat, pure ketogenic diet, so really high fat, no carbs. Um, I've tried sort of every step in between as well. Um, I've done carb cycling as well, like the um, the Lyle McDonald Ultimate Diet too, yeah. where you, you, you're quite low carb during the week, um, low calorie as well, and then you, you beast in the carbs at the weekend. <laughs> um, it really enjoyable if that fits your lifestyle as well. That's the, that's the thing I did that for three months actually in 2013 before I competed. And for me, like I, I can be really at the time I had that mentality of being strict at the weekend and kind of going all out. Sorry, being strict in the week and going out all out at the weekend. So for me then, with that mindset, it worked for me, um, and I got some good results with that. But yeah, I think it's just a matter of of you know what your personal tastes are, and then seeing how what your body reacts. Yeah. So that's quite a refreshing approach because obviously we all know the kind of and heard of the bodybuilding coaches that give out generic plans of eat 100 grams of white fish, eat 100 grams of potatoes and all that kind of stuff. And it's just quite refreshing to hear someone kind of taking the mindset and really thinking about the long term effects on someone and whether they're going to be able to stick with it, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the old school bodybuilding approach, you know, the white fish and, and the vegetables and stuff like that, every meal, it, it, you can't argue with it because I, I know old school bodybuilders who get in shape that way. Yeah. But, and, and some of them have even learned to enjoy that, that style of eating, yeah. like cold white fish multiple <laughs> times per day. I think the um, key word there is learned to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, like over years, years yeah. and years probably. Um, there is also something a little bit um, addictive about food as well. Not just whether if it tastes good, but if you've got in your mind that like you're going to eat this white fish and then this broccoli and chicken, and you're going to do that like five times a day all all week. There's something addictive about that as well, even though it's not actually that nice. There's something addictive about believing in what you're doing almost, and that it's going to get you results. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it weird like when I did my my physique comp and I and I stopped obviously my diet or I like it was so hard for me to go back to like a normal life almost you know what I mean like did you kind of have a similar experience to that? Yes, definitely. Um, especially after the, the competitions I did last year, um, because I've not com I've not done competitions before, and at that time I'd only just learned about the concept of like reverse dieting, so. Because your metabolism slows down when your your calorie intake is decreased over a long period of time, mm. you need to gradually add in calories uh, back into the diet. Now, I I'd only really just learned about that. I went on to a Lane Norton training camp, but the last thing you want to do after a show, or the last thing I wanted to do after a show, was carefully calculate how to add in ten grams of carbs every two days or something. <laughs> it was like that ten grams of carbs. Will, will just be inhaled in seconds after the show when you go out for a meal. Yeah, <laughs> so, of course. Um, but it is, it is a really important thing to do. If you get in shape, it doesn't end there because your body's primed to put fat back on in that state if you just lose the plot. Yeah. Um, from, per from personal experience, I can say that. 
So you have to, my approach after a show, enjoy a really nice meal to celebrate you've done the show. Um, and maybe for a few days, relax your diet and some of the things that you've really wanted to eat in larger quantities than you have been, just kind of get out of the system a little bit for a few days. But please just get back onto something very quickly because that few days can turn into a, a week, two weeks, and then by the time the end of two weeks is over, you're like a stone heavier. Bulking season. <laughs> yeah, you just decide to bulk, and that's it. <laughs> no more pictures, no more selfies of the abs. It's just, it's, that's all it is, all winter. <laughs> I, I made the, uh, the decision to take a two-week vacation. Actually, uh, when I met up with Simon and, and the rest of the, the coaching group in Thailand for two weeks, about a week after my comp. So <laughs> I, went, I went there in the best shape of my life, and uh, I left in decent shape. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mad how, how quickly you can put stuff on. Because obviously, du during the, uh, the contest prep, you're probably doing a lot of training and a lot of cardio mm. up into the show. And then obviously, the energy expenditure decreases dramatically because you just you want to chill out for a bit. And the, the intake increases dramatically, and that creates a huge calorie surplus. Yeah. And then you just pile on the weights really quickly. So it is probably one of the hardest things to do, actually. I think it's harder than dieting for a show. It's trying to get control of your diet after the show yeah. um, so that you don't just pile, pile fat on. I think it's harder than competing, actually. It is. Because it it's, 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 I felt lost almost. Like I was, just, I was like anxious. You know, yeah. Well, so last few things I want to ask is: so, what's the message that you want guys out there that are looking to get in shape or make a change because they kind of feel stuck in their training and and don't really know where to go next? What what advice do you have for them? Because they may not be looking to necessarily do bodybuilding, but just you know, look better, feel better all around. Yeah, I think rather than give someone like training and or nutrition advice. Because we can we can always always find that and we can always discover that by trying different things. It would be more of a mindset thing. So it would be, you know, decide who you want to become. Like look look at yourself today and see is this the person who I want to be in terms of how fit and how well you are, how well you look, how well you can perform and function. And if the answer is no, that's not who you want to be today, decide who you want to become. You know, do you want to be fitter? What's the benefits of that going to be? Are you going to be a better parent because you've got more energy for the kids? Are you going to be able to, to apply yourself better at work? Are you going to become a role model for people? I don't know. Do you just want to look good? Do you want to attract um, a partner? You know, it's trying to look at the benefits of being in shape. Um, because, you know, I can say, it feels a lot better to be in good shape than it does not to be. <laughs> so I think it's just getting enough motivation together for that, you know. What do, what do you want to be able to do? Do you want to go on vacation and, and look good? How important is that to you? Um, but yeah, I think once you've got that desire for something, people will probably then have enough motivation to, to see something through. So to contact the right people for, for coaching or to do some research um, and find a plan and, and get on with it. I think it's the motivation for me. It's the biggest thing. So, uh, so Al, um, congratulations on becoming a father. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, so one of my questions would be, I'm sure there's guys out there listening who um, may have just become a dad as well or have kids or whatever, or maybe uh, about to have children. Just wondering how, you know, what kind of, obviously your life has become a lot busier with a, with a baby. What sort of stuff are you doing to be able to ensure that you can still get the right food in um, and get your training in? Is there anything, any tips you'd give? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had to condense my training. So, whereas before I'd be training sort of five, six days a week, um, I'm condensing it a lot now. So, I'll hit the gym three times. And then I will also, I live on a little bit of a hill. So, I went out the other day, I jogged around the block a few times, and I sprinted up my hill eight times with a walk-back recovery. And that took me 15 to 20 minutes and I was literally outside my house. <laughs> so it's just little things like, you know, high intensity interval training, um, condensing the training rather than trying to do like a, a five, six day split where you do biceps, triceps, shoulders, legs, chest, back and all that stuff. You don't, you don't really need to do that most of the time. Um, so trying to hit intense, more or less full body functional style workouts um, and, and a bit of hit training. And on the food side, I've been just been buying huge packs of like lean mints and turkey breast mints, and I've been moulding them into like little burgers with some onions and shallots and salt and pepper. And I've just stacked my freezer out, so there's basically always something ready to go. But it's a little bit of prep work in advance. But there's times when you know, like the baby's asleep and things are winding down a little bit. When you get those chances. They're the times to go and do some food prep or go and do a bit of training. Yeah. And like you just have to kind of, you know, work with it really. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last thing I want to ask you is what's your why? What's your what's your big motivation? <sighs> this is a hard question for me to answer. <laughs> I enjoy I mean, I didn't know that what I was doing in terms of like my physique shows and being really open about the depression that I went through. I didn't know that it would inspire people, but it seems to have. And that is to know that somebody else is feeling better and doing better because of something that I've opened up and spoken about. That's a big thing for me. So it's like, it's beyond me. It's, it's everyone else that hopefully can benefit as well. Um, but if I was to think of my own personal why for me, it might sound really vain, but I just want to take my body to the absolute aestheticness <laughs> that is possible to create with the genetics I've been given. So, so what are your plans uh, competing-wise for 2016? Um, at the moment, I've only got one show booked in. It's the finals of the, um, the Physical Culture Association. Uh, it's the Muscle Physique class. So it's like a little bit like men's physique maybe a little bit sort of bit of a stronger look um but it's short shorts so that's the only show i've got booked in at the minute cool. um but I'll, I'll probably end up doing three or four others around that because i like to do it that way rather than do one at the beginning of the year and one at the end of the year it just seems to be to be easier because you kind of almost you're in that shape anyway so you just try and hit a few while you can yeah yeah and for all our listeners, how can they learn more about you and uh, connect with you? 
you can follow me on Facebook. My Facebook is, um, I mean, I do have a page, Alan Carson Fitness, but I'm really lazy at updating it. I just post most of my things on my on my personal page. So there's always things about, you know, what meals I'm eating, what training I'm doing, and some really random posts as well, which, which sometimes go down well. Sometimes I get these messages. They're pretty good <laughs> but, usually. Yeah, but if, if you went to facebook.com forward slash Mr. Alan Carson, you can connect with me there. So, yeah. And uh, why don't you share... A quick second about uh, FitPro Recipes and, and what that's all about and who would want to learn more about that. Cool. So FitPro Recipes is a company that I set up uh, with my wife, Naomi. She's a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So with the nutrition side of things that I do and the graphic design side of things she does, we create recipe books um, for personal trainers. So, you know, let's say Joe Bloggs has opened up a fitness studio and he wants to provide a recipe book nutrition tool for his clients, he can come to us and we can brand it up for him with his logo and he can use all of our recipes that we've created. All of the macros and calories have been calculated and all the methods have been written out. So it's a case of us um, taking all of our product and wrapping it up nicely around his business. Um, So yeah, if you want to look at that, that's fitprorecipes.co.uk Guys that are looking to maybe have a guide as far as what to eat, when to eat, how to eat would probably be a good place to start too maybe, right? I think that is more kind of for your um, it's more for your trainers really who are looking to get a product out there for their clients. Okay. It's a shame I can't shit. I, I might be able to sh- I've just got a recipe book come out myself actually. Um, it's 100 muscle building meals. I don't know if I can get it shipped out to you guys over there. Yeah. There'll probably be a way. Yeah, we can make it work. Yeah. But I've, I've just got that, literally, I've had 60 copies delivered today. And yeah, they're I all going the out Say again? I saw the picture, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing today. I've been packaging up all these recipe books <laughs> and um, sending them off. So, yeah. But that's a pretty cool resource because that's, loads of different flavors and ways to make food taste good so you never get bored of it and it's all all the macros are calculated as well in there so it's a pretty good little resource Sweet, man. any any last things that you want our listeners to hear because you've given a ton of value already and i think if they just take one thing away from this they're gonna it's gonna radically change how they train how they feel how they look from the inside out yeah well one thing i don't know just enjoy enjoy life you know I've become too obsessed by by training and diet in the past to the point where it doesn't become enjoyable. So you've got to have a life outside of the gym. <laughs> um, but also think how, how what you're doing in the gym and what you're doing with your nutrition, you're going to be looking and feeling better. So whatever you do in life, hopefully you've got more energy to do it better and you're going to feel and look better. So. Thank you for your time today, my friend. I Thanks, know Alan. everyone's going to be pumped to hear this. And uh, like I said earlier, if you want to connect with Alan, we already dropped a, a couple ways to reach him. And uh, I just want to hope that you gain something from this that you can apply to, to your life, your training, to you know, become happier, healthier, and more fulfilled from health and fitness. So this is uh, Coach John Casto, Coach Alan Reed, and now Coach Alan Carson signing <laughs> off.